Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 19 of the World of Sports podcast hosted by Diego Sandoval. I am your host Diego Sandoval and today I will dive into the NFL playoff race as we move into week 13, uh, give my top 10 NBA point guards, and as always give my week 12 bold predi- week 13 excuse me bold predictions for the NFL. Uh, as always, if you would like to follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram, be sure to check out at TWOS Podcast and follow me over on TikTok at the World of Sports Podcast. As always, let's get into some news from around the leagues to start off the episode. Uh, in the NFL, Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree has torn his ACL, uh, will be out for the rest of the season, obviously, and most likely won't be back for the beginning of next year, but we will see. Tough blow for the Steelers. Um, We'll see how their defense is able to bounce back this week. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones strained his hamstring uh, this past week in their game. He is likely to miss time. Uh, I believe he is out for this coming Sunday's game. But that's a big blow for the Giants, who are uh, actually in first place in the NFC East. So big blow for them. Josh Jacobs uh, has sprained his ankle. He is out this week. However, he is expected to return the week after that. Um, Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the NFL. Obviously, Josh Gordon um, has been in some trouble all throughout his career in terms of smoking weed. But, you know, I guess the NFL said you're good to come back. He can return for the last two weeks of this NFL regular season. So we'll see if a team decides to uh, take a chance with Gordon. Moving on to the NBA. Uh, The biggest news, I uh, talked about it on my Instagram Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a first-round pick. Again, I talked about it on my Instagram. I think that the Wizards won this trade. I think Westbrook is a much better player than John Wall, and John Wall is a much higher risk just coming off of two major injuries. Um, And I think Westbrook really puts the Wizards into a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Um, Although I don't really see them making a championship run I do see them making the playoffs with that Westbrook and Beal tandem as well as well as uh you know guys like Rui Hachimara um down low for them so I think the Wizards are going to be a solid team next season and I think they definitely won this trade with the Rockets speaking of the Houston Rockets they have made it clear that they want to keep James Harden uh so as of right now it looks like we're going to see where a John Wall James Harden um one two punch uh how that goes in Houston Should be interesting to see. Uh, The Detroit Pistons have signed Leangelo Ball. That makes three Ball brothers in the NBA. Uh, We'll see. The contract is not... um, There's no guaranteed money in the contract, so we'll see what they decide to do with Ball. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty... It's a big name for the Pistons, although you know, not really sure how he's going to do. The Clippers have re-signed Reggie Jackson. Uh, Speaking of re-signing and staying in L.A., uh, probably the biggest free agent, Anthony Davis, has signed a five-year, $190 million max deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I, this was pretty obvious considering he just won a championship with the team and he really likes it there. Um, speaking of the Lakers, LeBron also signed a two-year extension for $85 million. So the Lakers are gearing up for more more championships to come, and I do think that in the next couple of years they will be able to win at least one more, most likely more than one, I think. Um, with that LeBron and AD along with the you know the tandem that they have built around them. I think that that team is set up to win uh, now and in the coming years. Um, and then the last piece of news or from the NBA, 
Uh, Kemba Walker is out until early January after a stem cell injection in the left knee. Um, he's been having knee problems these past couple seasons, but um, this should uh, kind of, I don't know, heal it up, and he should be back by January. Again, the uh, season starts on December 22nd. Uh, and then MLB, a couple news. The Dodgers acquired Corey Kniebel from the Brewers. Um, he was a all-star, I believe, in 2017, 2018. Um, he's been kind of up and down these past couple seasons, but we'll see if he's able to fill a fill a good role for the Dodgers. They really only traded him for, I think, cash or a player to be named later. Um, and then also Kyle Schwarber is officially a free agent uh, after opting out of his deal with the Cubs. And, yeah, we'll see. I'll obviously update you with the Kyle Schwarber sweepstakes. That's all we got from news. Now let's move on to the NFL playoff race. Going into week 13 um, in the AFC. Uh, I'm just going to run through the seeds and then talk about them later. Number one seed is the Steelers at 11-0. Then you got the Chiefs, 10-1. Titans, 8-3. Bills, 8-3. Browns, 8-3. Dolphins, 7-4. Colts, 7-4. Those are the playoff teams if the season ended right now. And the teams on the bubble are the Raiders and Ravens, both at 6-5. And, and the Patriots are 5-6. Uh, the Steelers at 11-0, I honestly, based on the rest of their scheduling, I don't see them losing another game. Um, however, I do think the Chiefs are the better team. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs or the Steelers losing another game for the rest of the season. Um, the Titans, I think, will hold on to that uh, division lead, especially after that big win against the Colts. And, I, you know, Derrick Henry has just been a monster so far. So I think the Titans are secure in that position as I do the bills. I don't think that the Patriots are really have enough uh, to overtake them in the AFC East. Now with the wild card spots, that's where it gets kind of tricky. The Browns are eight and three, but in my opinion, the Browns, you know, with the Browns, they've beaten who they are supposed to beat. Uh, but they haven't really had a win against a team that's you know, better or really the same caliber as them. And I think they're really going to get tested in this last stretch. They play the Titans, Ravens, and Browns, and, and Steelers, excuse me, um, in the three of their last five games this season. And I think that um, those are going to be huge games. The Browns honestly could end up, I'd say best case scenario for the Browns would be 11-5. and five. Worst case... Worst case is obviously eight and eight, but I don't th- see that happening. I think that the worst case is probably nine and um, nine and seven for the Browns. Uh, we will see, uh, but either way, I see them probably holding on to a playoff spot. Um, whereas uh, you look at the Dolphins and the Colts, they are kind of more sketchy there. Uh, I don't see the Dolphins holding on to that uh, that spot just because of their shaky quarterback play. Fitzpatrick, Tua, nobody really knows who's going to start for them in these next couple weeks. Whereas the Raiders who are on the bubble, I think that they're going to be able to sneak in and get a playoff spot. They've got one of the easier schedules going forward. Um, so I really do think that the Raiders sneak in. Uh, they, they have the opportunity. They play the Colts. They play the Dolphins. So really, um, the Raiders control their own destiny at this point. And I think that they will end up jumping into the playoff spot. And I think it's going to end up being Browns, Raiders, Colts for those those three wild card spots. I think the Dolphins get knocked out out of those spots. 
But other than that, I think that that's how the AFC is going to shape up. I don't really believe in the Ravens. I don't think Lamar Jackson is all that he is hyped up for. Obviously, he had his great season last year, but it just didn't transfer into this year. He's had a really hard time throwing the ball. And as we know, if you can't throw the ball in this uh, modern-day NFL, you're not going to succeed. So that's, that's my take on what the AFC playoff race should look like going forward. Uh, let's move on to the NFC. The In the NFC, the number one seed is the New Orleans Saints at 9-2. and two. The number two seed is the Green Bay Packers at 8-3. and three, And the Seahawks are right behind at 8-3 and three as well. Uh, in terms of the NFC East, the Giants, like I said, were in first place at 4-7. and seven. And then the three wild card spots as of right now are the Rams at 7-4, and four, Buccaneers at 7-5, and five, and the Cardinals at 6-5. and five. And the teams on the bubble... Are the Vikings and Bears both Vikings, Bears, and Niners all at five and six, and then uh, the NFC East basically is all in play as well. Um, I honestly think that besides the NFC East, all of these teams will remain in the spots that they currently are at. I think the Saints stay at the number one seed. I think they're the most well-rounded team in the NFL right now, or in the NFC, excuse me. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are really hot right now. They'll keep it up. Seahawks are a bit shaky. I don't think they lose that division lead, though. Um, And then the Rams have looked really solid. The Buccaneers have looked solid. The Cardinals have been, you know, kind of iffy these past couple games, but I don't see them continuing that streak, and I think that they are going to be able to get on track in these next few weeks. I just don't see a team like the Vikings, Bears, or Niners catching up to either of those three teams. But... Like I said, the NFC East is still up for grabs. Um, the Giants are in first place at 4-7. and seven. Um, It's really anyone's game, to be honest. It's really hard to predict. All those teams are so bad, and they're going to get a chance to play against each other in these next few weeks. Um, it's a tough one to predict. Um, I'm going to say um, what it, the Giants are in first place right now, and then I think the Eagles are in second place, if I'm not mistaken but the Eagles have just looked so bad I don't see them making the playoffs so right now I think it's between the Giants and the Washington football team and it's really a toss-up as to which team will get in but other than that I think that the playoffs will stand how they are right now with the Saints Packers Seahawks Giant Saints Packers Seahawks winning their respective division again like I said Giants or Washington football team in the east and then I think the wild card teams will end up being the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Cardinals, just because I don't see any other team leapfrogging those teams based on, you know, just remaining schedule and just talent of the teams. Uh, So that's my take on the NFL playoff race. It was just kind of a quick segment. Um, I'm going to kind of get into more detail once the playoffs actually come around and get into my predictions for the playoffs. Right now, I just wanted to update you guys on the playoff race, where all the teams stand currently and where I think they will end up in the next few weeks just based on schedule and based on how I think the team will perform going forward. Moving on to the next segment of this episode, and that segment will be my NBA point guard rankings. Uh, I'm starting to do this series on my TikTok and my Instagram. Uh, If you don't follow me there, go follow me there at TWS Podcast on Instagram, at the World of Sports Podcast on TikTok. Um, I posted my rankings, I talked about them, um, and I'm going to talk about them more, even more in depth here. 
And I think every week until the NBA season starts, I'm going to reveal one more position. I think I have three weeks. Yeah, three weeks until NBA season starts. So I think I'm going to have to double up at a certain point. Um, but as of right now, I have my point guard rankings. And we're just going to go through 1 to 10. And I'm going to tell you why these are my rankings. At number 10, I have Ja Morant, the reigning rookie of the year of the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think that he's due... And by the way, these rankings are for how well I think they're going to perform in this upcoming season. So it's not, you know, how good they did last year. It's how good I think that they're set up to do this year. So it's the rankings for this upcoming season. So I have John Moran at 10. Uh, Again, like I said, rookie of the year, he really does remind me of Russell Westbrook a lot. And I think that he's going to be able to you know, kind of develop as Westbrook did. You know, he was a role player coming into the league. He had a bit, he had a pretty decent sized role his rookie season, but he really stepped it up going forward year after year. Um, and I think he's really, John Morant is really set up for a good year uh, this season. Uh, he was averaged 17 points, seven assists, four rebounds in his first season in the league. And I really do think that he's going to improve on virtually all of those statistics. Um, but yeah, I think John Morant is set up uh, for a very successful season. Moving on to my number nine point guard, and that is Trey Young, um, point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, coming off of a amazing breakout season, uh, All Star season actually. Um, but you know, with Trey Young, he was he was good his rookie year, but last season he was special, and I think that he definitely could end up being higher, like in terms of. The rest of these guys, I think he could jump into the top five um, at some point this year, but I do need to see him play at that high level more consistently, you know, to jump over some of these older veteran guys. But that being said, he averaged almost 30 points and nine assists a game last season, and that those are ridiculous numbers. But like I said, Trey Young, great player, no doubt. Pretty obvious to put him in my top 10, but if he continues to develop he's easily going to jump in the top five for me so Trey Young at number nine as of right now but I see him moving forward going into this season my number eight spot I have Kyrie Irving Um, he's kind of in a similar situation as Trey Young to me he definitely could be in the fact that he could be higher on this list later in the season Um, he was obviously really injured last year I uh, played only 20 games, but in those 20 games, he averaged 27 points, six assists, five rebounds. Um, but like I said, Kyrie Irving is a talent that's so special. We're going to have to see, you know, how he comes off of injury and if he's able to kind of develop even more. Um, and then obviously the big question mark for him in the Nets are how he's going to be able to conform perform with Kevin Durant uh, on the court at the same time as him. It should be really interesting to see. Um how it affects Kyrie's game, if it, if he handles the ball less, if he's more pass-oriented, we'll see. But as of right now, um, I have Kyrie Irving as my eighth best point guard going into this upcoming season. Moving on to my number seven point guard, is, um, who is Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he was a tough one to rank for me just because he is such a different point guard compared to all these other guys. Uh, he's obviously very big and very physical, great defensively. So his impact is less on the offensive side, whereas his just presence on the court in general, um, and especially defensively, 
really propels him into this positioning, in my opinion. He only aver- I mean, he averaged 16 and a half, eight and seven. Um, and I think he's really a player that could get a triple double average um, just based on the fact of how, how aggressive he is on the rebounding side of things and how good of a passer he is. Obviously, he doesn't shoot, but he's going to get you double digit points a game. So I think that he's got that triple-double potential every night he steps on the court. And that's what made me put him at number seven ahead of guys like Trey Young and Kyrie Irving who are more you know offensive-minded. Um, but yeah, I think Ben Simmons is going to have another solid season this year. Uh, I could definitely see him making the all-star team. I could see all these guys uh, making the all-star team. Everyone in my top ten has a very high probability of making the all-star team, to be honest. Um but yeah, my number seven point guard this season is Ben Simmons of the 76ers. Moving on to number six, I have, I talked about him earlier, recently traded, uh, newly acquired Washington Wizards point guard Russell Westbrook. Um, and we know about Westbrook. He's obviously a great offensive guard. Um, he's going to put up the numbers you need to succeed on a team. But it's going to be really interesting to see how he fits in Washington with Bradley Beal alongside him. Obviously, Beal had it coming off an amazing season, averaging around 30 points a game, I believe. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to, you know, share the ball, uh, you know, figure out who takes what shot. Um, and that could affect Westbrook's rating going down or uh, going, you know, forward into the season. He could go up, he could go down. We'll see. Uh, but last year he averaged 27 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. Um, great numbers from a point guard. We know Westbrook has the triple-double capability. He averaged it two seasons in a row, which I feel like no nobody talks about enough. Like, that's ridiculous. And um, I think Russell Westbrook um, is one of the elite point guards in our league, which is why I have him at number six. Now, moving into the top five, my number five point guard is newly acquired Phoenix Sun point guard Chris Paul. Uh, and again, he's kind of similar um, in terms of like he's kind of similar to Ben Simmons in terms of he was tough to rank because his impact is felt in the way that he kind of affects the team as a whole. He just makes everyone on his team so much better. Um, and I think he could be what the Suns needed for a playoff run, that veteran presence that able to kind of command the floor. Devin Booker's obviously a great talent. He's their best player, but I don't know if he has that ability to kind of run the floor like Chris Paul does. I don't know if anyone maybe besides LeBron James has the same ability that Chris Paul does to run the floor. Um, but that's why he, that's the main reason why he's in my top five. I mean, he also put up 17 points, seven assists, and five rebounds a game last year. But I think that that impact that he has on the court as that veteran presence, as that guy who's able to run an offense, I think that that's what propels him into the top five for me. Moving on, now this one was a bit controversial in my Instagram and TikTok post. Number four, I have Jamal Murray. Again, like I say, um, this list is based on how well I think they're going to do in this upcoming season. And I really do think Jamal Murray takes a huge step this offseason and into this next upcoming season. We saw his skill and his extremely high ceiling in the bubble. He carried those nuggets to the Western Conference Finals. Um, And I think, like I said, he will take a very big step this season, which is why I have him at my number four spot. He averaged 18.5 points, 5 points, 5 five assists, excuse me, four rebounds a game last year. But again, like I said, his game really elevated once he got to the bubble. And once, you know, he had that kind of playoff mentality into him. And I think that that's going to 
propel him and really motivate him to do well in this upcoming season. So I think Jamal Murray takes a huge step and is the number four is my number four point guard going into this upcoming season. Now into the top three. Uh, my number three point guard is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, similar, similar to Jamal Murray, he really showed everyone that he is one of the best while in the bubble um, this last season. And I think that Damian Lillard has been overlooked for way too long. And he, like I said, he showed everyone that he's one of the best players in the NBA. And in my opinion, the third best point guard in the NBA. He averaged 30 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Those are great numbers. Um, and I do think that he's going to average around there. Maybe not. He may not get the 30 uh, threshold again, but he's going to average in the high 20s. Uh, he's going to average 7 to 9 assists a game, I think. But he's just able to take over games in the fourth quarter. Obviously, we know Dame time. He's... He's just special when it comes to clutch time, and I think that that's another reason why he's so high. Um, but, yeah, Damian Lillard, he'll put up numbers nightly. He can drop 60 if he needs to, um, and I think that's why he's he's my number three point guard. Moving on to number two, and I have Luka Doncic as my number two point guard. Um, he's just so young and so good, and – like some of these guys I've said before, but especially Luca, he has the ability to average a triple double while scoring 27 plus points a game. Uh, we saw it last year; he averaged 28, eight, and nine, so he was pretty close. Um, and I think he's gonna—he's only getting better because he's so young and he's still developing, which I don't think many people understand how young Luca actually is. To the fact where he is still you know, developing as a player. It's only his third season. He's 21 years old. It's only his third season in the NBA. This upcoming year will be his third season. And he's already, you know, one of the better players in the league. He's my front runner for MVP this year, but I will get into that at a later episode when I do my NBA season preview. But Luka Doncic is my number two point guard. Number one, I have Steph Curry. Um, yes, I know he only played five games last season. But I think a lot of people are forgetting how good Steph actually is. Um, you know, obviously he's got the back-to-back MVPs, the three-time um, NBA Final champion. Um, he really can dominate any game he wants to, and I think he's going to be able to jump right back into that number one point guard spot, especially with Clay Thompson being out for this season with his torn, um, was it Achilles? Uh, yeah. Um, but I really do think that he's going to take a massive step. I think he averaged, averages 30-plus points a game. Um, but, yeah, Steph is just a special talent, and he he may he may get a bit overlooked this season just because, you know, he obviously played five games last season. Maybe some people, you know, even forgot he was part of this league just because, you know, you're watching some guys, and it's like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry's, Steph Curry's up there too, you know, because he's Steph Curry. You got to – you got to remember what he does when he's on the court, and it's special. So that's my that's my NBA point guard ranking. Steph Curry is my number one player. Luka is two. Damian Lillard is three. Jamal Murray is four. CP3 is my fifth best point guard. Russell Westbrook is number six. Ben Simmons is at seven. Kyrie Irving at eight. Trey Young at nine. And to round it out, rookie of the year, John Morant, my tenth best point guard. Moving on to the third and final segment in this podcast episode. And as always, I ended off with my week 13 NFL bold predictions. Uh, starting out, we've got uh, the 
For the Bengals-Dolphins game, I think that the Dolphins are going to be able to hold the Bengals to single-digit points. Um, Obviously, we saw Joe Burrow go down with a torn ACL for the Bengals. um, And Brandon Allen is starting in place of him, who is not good, (laughs) um, to say the least. And the Dolphins' defense has been really solid all season. They've been one of the highest-scoring defenses all year. Uh, So I do think that the Bengals have a very tough time against the Dolphins this week. Uh, and I don't see them getting 10 points. So my bold prediction is the Bengals will be held to single digits. Moving on, uh, Bears running back David Montgomery. I think that he's going to have a huge day. I think he rushes for 125 and two touchdowns against the Lions. Uh, the Lions may have one of the worst rush defenses in the league, if not the worst. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's really all. any running back can run on the Lions Um, defense at this point in the season Um, and I think that David Montgomery doesn't get enough credit for the talent that he has he's just stuck on that uh, you know Chicago offense same same goes for Allen Robinson in my opinion but I think that we're going to see a lot more of David Montgomery after shaky quarterback play from the Bears you know Nick Foles Mitch Trubisky that seesaw type situation they have going there isn't very sustainable so I think that if they feed David Montgomery, which I think they will, just because of how weak the Lions' rush defense is. I think that Montgomery is due for a big game. My prediction is 125 and two touchdowns. Uh, moving on, I think that the Texans upset the Colts this week. Um, Texans at 4-7, and seven, Colts at 7-4. and four. The Texans really haven't looked bad for a 4-7 and seven team this year, and the Colts haven't looked like a 7-4 and four team at some points this season. Uh, I still have the, the Colts making the playoffs, but I don't think that they win this game um, just because the Colts' D hasn't looked good. They didn't look good last year, last week, um, whereas Deshaun Watson has been absolutely on fire, and I know he loses his best wide receiver, but I still think that that offense has enough around Deshaun Watson to succeed. Um, but again, it's bold predictions. They're supposed to be bold. They're supposed to be out there. So I have the Texans with a big upset against the Colts this week. And for my fourth and final bold prediction, I have Marquise Hollywood-Brown going for 150 receiving yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys. He had one big play last game, and I think he's going to be able to follow it up with another strong performance. Um, The Cowboys' pass defense has been absolutely atrocious this year. Um, And to be completely fair, Marquise Brown has not looked good this season. It's pretty... Straight, straightforward, simple. He has not looked good, but I do think that he's going to have a good game. I think that he has that. He always has that big playability with him, and with guys like that, they can rack up so many yards in like three receptions. So I think that Hollywood Brown will go for 150 yards this year, this this week, excuse me, and a touchdown. That's all I got for predictions. Like I said, Bengals held the single digits. David Montgomery rushes for 125 and two touchdowns. Texans upset the Colts. And Hollywood Brown goes for 150 yards and a touchdown. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. uh, Episode number 19 of the World of Sports podcast. Uh, In this episode, I talked about the NFL playoff race, gave my top 10 point guards in the NBA, and laid out my NFL Week 13 bold predictions. As I said, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at TWOS Podcast, TikTok at The World of Sports Podcast, and let me know who you think makes the NFL uh, Super Bowl this this upcoming season, or this, this season, excuse me. Um, but yeah, my name is Diego Sandoval, signing off.